Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This service is from February the 20th, 2022, the seventh Sunday after Epiphany. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. Elector is Ivan Eden. This service is given by a donor who care enough to want the very best for Wayne Zion Lutheran Church. Join us on our website at waynezion.org for more information. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to this seventh Sunday after Epiphany. Let us begin with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this in the front of your hymnal on page 94. Will you join with me on this seventh Sunday after Epiphany with the prayer of the day and praying that? Will you join with me? O Lord Jesus, make us instruments of your peace. To understand and to love in your name. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us receive God's word. Good morning. The first reading is from Genesis 45, 3 through, 15, 3 through 11 and 15. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him. So dismayed were they at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come closer to me. And they came closer. I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold to into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve you for a remnant of earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me the father to Pharaoh, and the Lord of all his house, and the ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children, and your children's children, as well as your flocks, your herds, and all that they, you have. I will provide for you there, since there are five more years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty. And he kissed all of his brothers and wept upon them. And after his brothers talked to him, the word of the Lord. The Gospel according to St. Luke, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated for the reading of the Gospel. Jesus said, 
But I say to you that listen. To you that listen. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners and receive as much again. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and to the wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure that you get back. The words of Christ, the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Just a preface to share. Um, Ivan read Paul's letter at 1 Corinthians. You might want to keep this insert. It's perfect introductory into Ash Wednesday. As we begin our journey, and I'm just going to say a thank you to Rick Meyer, who has agreed to lead us in that Ash Wednesday as a family of Christ to come and to remember that there is the physical body, but there is also the spiritual body, and that from dust we come like the first Adam, but the second Adam. Christ, who has been raised from the dead, is our gift and our promise. And as Pastor Gene Shipper would say, our resurrection hope. Anybody seen uh, Joseph in the amazing Technicolor dream coat? Anybody seen that? Um, I, I wonder if our high school has ever done that musical here in Monticello or Anamosa. It's a wonderful story. Do you know where it comes from? It comes right out of Genesis. It comes right out of the reading that Ivan read this morning. We have uh, 12 brothers. Joseph is the 11th one. I just want to share with you, we need to know the backstory to understand the profound epiphany that we have in this gospel found in Genesis. You, you, first of all, you remember Jacob loved Rachel upon when he first set his eyes on her and went to his father-in-law, future father-in-law Jethro and worked the farm and he had to work seven years in order to get his daughter's marriage and he said, okay, you can have Leah. Jacob was a little disappointed. He had his eye on young Rachel. He worked another seven years. The poor guy finally married Rachel 
and they were old. Rachel never married and, and stayed. Um, I think she loved Jacob too. You remember Jacob wrestled with God. And uh, supposedly the angel of the Lord, Jacob held on to him. Even though he knocked his socket, uh, his hip socket out, which is the reason that they never, never eat from the lamb uh, of the hip. And uh, he wants God to reveal God's self to him. And he doesn't, but he says, you have wrestled and struggled with God and you have won. And so he changed Jacob's name. Does anybody know? Say that loudly. Israel. Confirmation students. Look at what these people know. And these are the things that we talk about in confirmation. Israel. Israel had 12 sons. How many tribes were there in Israel? 12. Okay, so Joseph is number 11. And Joseph is loved by Israel. He is the first son born of the union between Jacob, Israel, and Rachel. And they would have two sons. First is Joseph, the second is Benjamin. Benjamin was the youngest. Now God, God used Joseph in a mighty way. How many of you dream? I can never really remember them. I get bits and pieces. How many of you dream in color? Well, if my dad was sitting here, he would be raising his hand. I mean, vivid. My poor mom. It'll be 2.30 in the morning. Bring the crane this way! And she jumps out of bed. <laughs> Joseph has this wonderful image, these dreams. And I wonder if God didn't tell Joseph to share it with his brothers. Or was there, was there something about Joseph that he kind of loided up? L-A-U-D, Lloyd it over his brothers. Was he, how many have had one of those brothers or one of those sisters in the family that he or she is just a, a know-it-all and they can do anything and mom and dad look the other way? Anybody been there? <laughs> I see pointing of fingers, hands going up. He was a rascal. Oh, I had this dream and he's sharing with his brother. You brothers of mine, you're gonna bow down at me. Ooh, they hated Joseph. Hated him with a passion. He would have these dreams and he would share them with his brothers and it was all about him. They would have to worship him. They would, they would have to call him Lord. Well, to top this off, Jacob, who is Israel, makes this beautiful long coat with sleeves. Now, I don't know if it was technicolor and multicolor. I think that's Disney kind of putting a spin on it, but a beautiful coat. And you wore uh, long garments. And this just stood out. And Joseph was so proud and he shows his brothers and they hate him even more. He was uh, 17 years old. Brothers had been putting up with this since the day he was born. Benjamin not so much, but Joseph and uh, the uh, ten younger brothers had been out taking Israel's herd, their sheep. Uh, they went to Shechem. 
uh, wonderful valley in the Fertile Crescent. Um, if you were to go to the Holy Land, you just wouldn't believe it as you're driving out of, Jer out of Jerusalem. And then all of a sudden you get to the northern part and it's just the luscious, the greenest. It's just unbelievable. So they were in Shechem. They were in this valley and the sheep were eating away and getting fat. But for some reason, I don't know, the brothers got bored with Shechem and so they decided to take the herd into Dothan. And... Uh, Anyway, Israel was getting a little bit worried. He hadn't gotten word back. Usually one of the boys comes home and kind of reports things, grabs uh, maybe a meal and takes it back out. He has not heard anything for a while. So he comes to Joseph, who's 17 years old, and he says to uh, Joseph, I want you to go find your brothers in the, in the flock. I haven't heard from them in a while. Will you go? The last place I knew that they were at was in the Valley of Shechem. And so Joseph goes off. And Joseph is, you know, he's... He's that happy guy. He's probably picking up stones and throwing them and whistling, maybe even playing a flute. And then he finally gets to Shechem and he's looking all around and his brothers are nowhere to be found and he talks to the people who are there and they said, have you seen Israel's uh, family? Uh, they got the flock. They came down here. Oh yeah, they went up to Dothan. You, you can find them further to the north. And so he goes off. And there they are. Joseph sees them. He sees them. And one of the brothers, I don't know if they can smell him or sense that he's in the county. Do you get that? Uh, they're coming for Thanksgiving. Oh my. And we take our Valium, right? So he's, uh, he's in the county. One of them identifies, here comes Joseph. We've about had it with this guy. We can't even go off and raise the flock without this guy messing with our bailiwick. They start to conspire. Their anger is so heated, they haven't even been around Joseph for some time. He just shows up, and their temperature just goes up to here, and they plot to kill him. I mean, kill him. Thank God for Reuben, Israel's oldest son, Reuben. We are not going to shed, shed blood here. Okay, we'll dig a pit and we'll throw him in it, but we're not going to kill him. And so they lower him down into this pit. They seize him, stripped him of his long coat with the wonderful long sleeves, threw it aside, and they put him in a pit. And uh, I don't know if Reuben was off with the flock, and he comes back, and he looks into the pit, and Joseph is gone. The brother said, the Ishmaelites were through here on their way to Egypt. We sold them for 20 pieces of silver. He's off to be a slave. 20 pieces of silver reminds me of the story of Jesus. Judas sold him off for 30 pieces of silver. Betrayal. Money. Reuben tears his robe. And because he's Reuben and he's the oldest, how many of us are oldest sons or oldest daughters? We always got a way to figure it out, right? Hey, I'm that Mr. Fix-It. And so they take that coat 
and they slaughter one of Israel's sheep. And they sprinkle blood all over that coat and then they shred it. Oh, they enjoyed shredding that coat. They gather it up. Reuben says, okay. They, they, they're finished. It's time to bring the flocks home. Joseph hasn't come back. We need to uh, tell dad. We need to head back. Reuben presents the shredded coat with blood. And Reuben and the boys share with dad, on our way back, we discovered this. We recognized this robe to be Joseph's. Did you send him out to us? Yes, I did. It looks like he has been devoured by a wild animal. Israel falls to his knees. He rips his coat. He weeps. His beloved son, the one he had with Rachel, is dead. In the meantime, Joseph is being carried off to Egypt. Who else, soon after the census was taken and was born in Bethlehem and word got out to King Herod, not the same Herod at the time of Jesus' trial some 30 years later. But where does the Holy Family go? They leave the Holy Land and they head to Egypt. Why is it that Egypt keeps showing up? And so Joseph goes down to Egypt, and I don't want to tell you the whole story, but he's an interpreter of dreams. Anything he touches, the Lord blesses. And Pharaoh makes him EDA, Egypt's Department of Agriculture Chair. I love that. Agronomy. He studies. Pharaoh has this, this dream. There's going to be seven years of skinny cows, and there are going to be seven years of fat cows. What does this mean? I'm kind of, you're, you're, you're getting the cliff notes. Joseph says there's going to be seven years of good years. Reversed it. And then there's going to be seven years of great famine. What do we need to do? Joseph says, we're going to build the first grains for wheat that they have in Iowa down there. And so they start storing up food. And they build grains, and they build grains, and they build grains, and they store up, and they've got wheat and grain to make bread. Meanwhile, back, back in Israel and, and his tribe, starvation is setting in. And he finally says, I've heard that Pharaoh down in Egypt has a great abundance of grain. We need you to go. And he sends them with sacks, and he sends them with money, and he tells his brothers to go. And who do they run into when they come into Egypt? But the czar of the land, the second in command of all Egypt, the director of the Egyptian Department of Agriculture, which meant life over death. And Joseph recognizes his, uh, his ten brothers. 
He notices that Benjamin isn't with. Because you know what? Israel's not going to let go of Benjamin. He knows what happened to Joseph. He's not going to let go of Benjamin. And so they go on down. They don't recognize Joseph. I mean, he's, he's got the signet ring. He's got jewels. He's probably aged a little bit. It's been 13 years since they've seen him. Who knows? He might have a long beard. They don't recognize him. But Joseph recognizes his brothers. And he says, tell me about you. Where do you come from? And they share and they say, our father is Jacob, who is Israel. We have 11, well, we have 12 brothers, one no more. They keep saying one no more, one no more, and the youngest. Where is the youngest? Oh, he's not here. He's back with dad. Oh. Well, how do I know if you're telling the truth? For I don't know you. He says, I'm going to jail one of you. You will be in jail. The rest of you can go. I'm going to fill up your sacks. We're also going to bring animals. We're going to put sacks on those animals and we're going to feed your family. And so they go back. They get back home. They open up the sacks. There's the money that they had originally brought down to pay for the grain. And Israel has to deal with another son who is not there. They go through the grain and it's time for them to go back because they need more. Otherwise the family will starve. And here they come. But they have to come with Benjamin. That's the deal. That's the only way that they're going to be able to get the brother out of jail if Benjamin comes and they're all there except the one who's no more. And so they come back. They still don't recognize him. He loads them up. He goes, well, you must be telling the truth. He lets the brother out of jail. He loads them all up. He tells his servant, I want you to take my silver cup. I want you to take my silver cup and I want you to plant it in Benjamin's sack. And then I want you to put the money back on top of it. Then I'm going to send my guard before they leave the border, before they get out of Egypt, and we're going to search all those sacks. And in Benjamin, they find the golden or the silver, excuse me, the silver cup. And Benjamin is arrested on the spot and taken back to Joseph. Can you imagine? The brothers lost it. They said, take me, sacrifice me, not Benjamin. And they all, they all come back. Here's where we pick up the gospel that Ivan read in Genesis. Joseph said to his brothers, I'm Joseph. Is my father still alive? They say nothing. They're, they're like dumbfounded. But the brothers could not answer him. So dismayed were they at his presence. Can you imagine? Then Joseph said to his brothers, come closer. The fear that they must have experienced. Come closer to me. And they did. And he said, I'm your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. 
For what you meant for evil, God meant for good. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth. You remember the promise made to Abraham. And to keep you alive. And because of you, many will survive. And so it was not you who sent me, but it was God. He has made me Father, Lord, to Pharaoh. Second command. Pharaoh would go to Joseph as a son would go to a father for advice. That's what that father means. And the Lord of all of his house and the ruler over all the land of Egypt, he held the, the highest authority. Hurry, hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all of Egypt. Come on down to me. Do not delay. For you will settle in the land of Goshen. And you will be near me, and you and your children and your children's children, as well as your flock and your herds and all that you have. I will provide for you there. And then the most amazing thing happened. Joseph went up to each brother and embraced them and kissed them and wept over them. Who forgives that much? And then we see in the story of our gospel for today, what is this forgiving abundance of love? Who can do this? It is a story of God's love for you, for me. It is repeated over and over and over again in the Bible. Isn't it interesting that gospel lies right there in the beginning in Genesis and we see it again in the gospels and we hear of Paul writing about the resurrection. And in today's gospel lesson is the epiphany of God's kingdom among us. I want you to know that you have God in you. You are able to forgive and I ask you to forgive yourself first. Forgive yourself first so that you can go on and forgive others. Where there is hatred, so love. If you love those who love you, what credit is it to you? For even sinners love those who love them, said Jesus. No, love your enemies. Pastor, that's hard to do. We've lived all our lives here in Wayne Township in Jones County. The grudges go deep. Let it start with you today, with God strengthen you and to forgive. Love your enemies. Do good. Lend to others, expecting nothing in return. Don't judge. Oh, don't judge. We don't know the other person's story. We have not walked in their shoes. It's easy when we work at the food pantry to judge, isn't it? They pull up with that big Buick with the cigarettes right here and the tattoos from here to here. You don't know their story. They're hungry. It is not for us to judge. Rather forgive. And be forgiven. 
For here is where the kingdom of God begins in our midst. Heaven on earth, gathered into one with the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Come to the God's table. There is a place for you and enough for all. I invite the ushers to come forward at this time to help me in serving our communion. Let us pray. We give you thanks, gracious God, for you have feasted on the abundance of, we have feasted on the abundance of your house. Send us to bring good news and to proclaim your favor to all. Strengthen with the riches of your grace in your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Receive this blessing. God, who leads you in pathways of righteousness, who rejoices over you and celebrates the gifts that he has imparted with you, and who calls you by name and who blesses you now and forever. You're going out and you're coming in today and forevermore. Amen. Go with Christ into a weary world. Share the good news. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.